To our Mad Wednesday edition of What Are the Odds or our summer edition, whatever you want to call it. It's a happy time if you are a fan of Gordon and a fan of his clubs. Because, do you hear that, Baz? Do you hear hear that? Scientists have actually done a study in the last three weeks. And the natural frequency of Melbourne is the Richmond Club theme song. Away from That little bum 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 is now just the natural frequency of life in Melbourne. Carlton Draft Brewery are sending out, re- re- literally renamed it Richmond Draft. And they're on a, on a, on a fridge on the way to the uh, Brighton District Creek Club, ready for our pie night tomorrow night. It is, it is Tigerland. How did, how did you cope with your Saturday last week? So we're talking about cricket tonight or? Uh, yeah, eventually, yeah. But, uh, Footy first. Got to, give, got to get the recap. Got to get the people what they want. Yeah, I turned it off at half time. Yeah? Yep. Yeah, uh, as you would have seen in the group, or I messaged the group saying this game is done. I just watched the races and had in between the races at Randwick and Mornington at Morfordville, I just had the accountant on because I had wanted nothing to do with Richmond winning the flag. And it, it oh, it's been a painful, painful week for me. Have I caught some stick off some blokes? And uh, I haven't been, I haven't kept in touch with footy whatsoever since yeah. since Saturday. I've just every AFL thing on my phone, everything I've kind of blocked. You, know, you can put a little yeah, yeah, yeah. little thing on it for a bit. I, I don't want any, don't want, don't care. Yeah. I, next Monday when trade week starts, I'm back on board. But for the week, I just need to, I need to get over it. Yeah, it's um, going, it'll be tough. And uh, you missed out on, I actually didn't miss out much. It was pretty. I watched the replay, I think six times since. Which six storm replays, six tigers replays. I haven't done much else in my life, really. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, fair call. It doesn't happen very often. Um, wasn't a great game, unless you're a Richmond fan. But like Adelaide just did not show up. They are. They have actually proven to be the ultimate pretenders of the 2017 football season. I think, like from watching the first quarter, so there's a couple of instances, in, incidents. Sorry, in the first probably half that when you look back on it, you, you think that probably hurt Adelaide a lot. So I go back to the two goals up. Uh, Jack's missed a couple of goals. Taylor Walker gets a free kick on the wing. Rory Atkins decide no no hesitation picks up, tries to take advantage, gets tackled holding the ball, and from that play, Richmond score a goal. So it's gone from potentially being inside Adelaide's forward fifty. Richmond have missed two shots. Adelaide could go three goals up, and all of a sudden, Richmond are thinking, "Oh shit." Mm. To Richmond score a goal, Craig gets up and about, games close again. And even then, like Adelaide got three goals up or 12 points, whatever it was, up at, at quarter time. Start of the second quarter. They missed two pretty easy shots on goal. Tex, Tex and Jenkins gave nothing. I, I heard the other day that Otten got a bit of a spray from a few people. I thought he actually played all right, considering he's a third tall and all that, but... Yeah, they missed two easy shots and then there was an incident in the goal square that Eddie Betts should have got a free kick and then from that it went up the other end and there was a one-on-one with Rewalt and Talia. Yeah, and then Rewalt got the free, yeah. Where, no, Rewalt tagged, like even Bruce yeah, McEvane yeah, yeah. called it, he goes, oh, holding on Rewalt on Talia. And the umpire called play on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then Talia fell over and then Richmond kicked the goal and from that moment they didn't, look, everything just went their way and good on them, they just, you know, well done, they won a flag. Yeah. 
probably this is probably what it felt like for other people when Collingwood won it in 2010. Uh, I watched the replay about 50, 50 times, I reckon, in a week. Um, but yeah, like I just I just hate Richmond and it just hurts. Yeah, and so and you haven't said this, and and for, oh, actually no, you did say it. So people have been going out and saying, "Oh, this is Bulldogs 2.0," and expect them to not make finals next year. Blah 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 blah. Bollocks. It's bloody bollocks. So oh. since round 17, Richmond have been, after the grand final, the top scoring team in the AFL. Yep. And the best defensive team in the AFL. Yeah. We have not... So Bulldogs last year, they beat... they What, they won the, two of their finals games by less than, less than a kick? Yeah. We've smashed everyone in the finals. So the Doggies should have finished top four last year. They had a couple of injuries going into the final, before yeah. the finals. And they had, they had that week off, which helped them out a lot. Yeah. We finished, we finished a convincing third. Yeah, well, they should have been convincing, but they dropped a few games due to injuries. And look, you've had everything go your way this year. How's your injury list looking? No, pretty good. Yeah. So you've had everything go your way with yeah. players players playing above themselves. Like, come on now. You, you, okay, you, who, your Grahams yeah. and Townsends and stuff, they're not going to pull that shit out of their ass. They're, they're also young enough that... Townsend would have been delisted this year if it wasn't for a bit We've of We've also luck. got blokes like Bolton not making games either. Having to having to play in a Magoo's granny yeah. in a Magoo's granny. I just think yeah. the depth is there, mate. I don't think it is, and we'll is the depth? No, I'm not saying we're going to go back to back. Yeah, All I'm saying I is we're think... not going to bottom out. We're not going to finish last next year. No, we're you're gonna, not. We're not going to look. We're not going to look like the doggies. We're going to be. I would happily finish fifth to eighth. Like this year was like even I. I'm not a believer, and I get told off by Richmond fans for it. But Richmond fans pull your fucking head in. Like this was not meant to happen, and it yeah. did. It's amazing. But even like when Adelaide kicked the first goal of the last quarter, I was complete. I was ill. I was. I almost vomited up the twelve beers I drank that day <laughs> to that stage because I was like, "This is going to be the most Richmondy loss of all time." Yeah. And then we kicked the next three, and I was like, oh, "Okay, cool. I can keep back, keep going back to the beers." Um, but yeah, we're going to be fine. It's going. We're going to. We're actually in a position now where we've got what we've got. Lots of years left with Rant, Rewald, Cochin, Dusty. Like the spine is there. Yeah. We've got blokes like Rioli coming through. We've got younger blokes who are actually like looking good. Yeah. I'm not saying we're, gonna, we're not going to do a Hawthorne, but I think we're we're more at like Hawthorne when they won their first. They then when they pinched against Geelong, then we regress a little bit. Whatever they did make the final the next year. We're not going to bottom out and be. It's not going to be another 35 years. I don't think until we win another granny or are relevant. Right. Like, we'll, we're going to address this probably. You know, February-ish. After March the trade is, season and all that kind of yeah, stuff. We'll yeah, we'll probably go through um, each team. And and you'll say that Richmond will finish outside the finals again and, and be wrong. Yeah, well, And I'm Melbourne will right. finish in the top four. Well, I'm, I've already backed <laughs> Melbourne to win the flag next year, so get on them. Uh, Melbourne and Adelaide, I reckon, win the flag next year. Oh, I reckon Adelaide. I reckon this severely scars Adelaide. No. Just as an aside. No, I, I, I reckon f- it really buggers them up. And the Lever thing, like, they're... They've had nine blo- nine proper good footballers leave the club in the last five years. They've got a retention issue as well, I reckon. Well, I think there's there's strong rumours going around. They're going to obviously Bryce gives one, but they're, they're going to land a second big fish. So I'd like to know who the that L is. Salmon. A big, yeah, salmon. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I like to. I think they're going to go hard this trade period, and I think they're going to really target next year try and get as high as they can in the draft next season because I think the number one draft pick would probably be an Adelaide-born South Australian player. And I think they really want him ranking. So um, he's a gun. So be interesting to see what happens, but you know, it is what it is. 
Richmond won and it sucks. There you go. But so I will pivot nicely there before before Brian starts to cry. Uh, the Storm. Now, there are a lot of people who hate The Storm. And fair cop. Like, like Big Gus. There's, yeah. Oh, man. Do you know uh, how irritating I was listening to him commentate? Oh, I was so glad I wasn't watching the Channel 9 version because he would have hated every second of that game. Uh, yeah. Um, yes, like, yes, there was a salary cap cheating thing. But you know, like, every every club has literally done it now. Like, we may have been the first, we may have been the best at it, we may have had the best success whilst doing it, but, like, there are teams like Parramatta who are cheating the salary cap and, like, not making finals of the year they did it, and that dumb stuff like that. So that can no longer be held against the Storm when everyone else has done it as well. It just the whole system is, is screwed up. But that win... And this year proves that this team was the best... It was the best NRL team ever. Like, that's just peak rugby league. Like, And it's proved the Kangaroos squad got announced on Monday. Seven Storm players. Yeah. Well, Seven you- starting Storm players out of a, a 15, if you include the bench. If they basically just rolled out the Storm, anyone who was from Australia and played for the Storm, you're currently playing for Australia. Well, there was a play just near the end, the last try, where Slater, Cronk and, and Smith just... Flicked it between themselves. Yeah. Like, they were just mucking around at training. And you could see that, yeah, I haven't seen that sort of rugby played. It, mind you, some of the PNG stuff in the Penrith oh, game uh, yeah. was pretty sick when near the end when they knew they were out and they flicked yeah. it around a bit. But, no, nah, they were cut above the rest. Uh, well done to, you know, North Queensland. They did really well. Yep, again, they got there from eighth. Uh, no, it was the first time ever that uh, first had played eighth in an NRL grand final. Yeah. And it kind of showed why that doesn't usually happen because usually eighth isn't it's good a, enough. It's and the biggest it, and it half, wasn't. biggest halftime margin in NRL history. Yeah, what they were saying on, on the radio when I was driving at halftime because I did watch the game. Uh, yeah, and they never looked like even when they scored straight after halftime. I don't think they ever looked like really threatening the storm. No, unlike unlike the Richmond game where I was still sick to my stomach when we were leading by fifty points. Uh, pretty much that whole time was a celebration time. So. Really fun day out, and then in the morning when I uh, awoke from a a not very long slumber, I checked the bank account, and thanks to you, Barrel, uh, I was actually up for the weekend despite my flights and my beers and everything else. So uh, talk us through the horses, mate. Well, I gave you a couple on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with also my Twitter. I said follow my Twitter. Um, so it started off pretty well on Mooney Valley on on Friday night with race four, Super Two got up at. Pretty sure I was at two dollars twenty-five, but it was a nice, nice little lead into a double when John Snow got up at elevens. Uh, massive drift went from sixes to elevens, and I had a few mates message me going, "You sure? You sure?" I said, "Mate, it's dropped back in class. Good horse. It'll win this," and it just shut it in. Uh, smart as you think was a really from that barrier. Given the way the track was playing, he had to go early on it, and he did, and it probably tailed the last hundred meters. But keep following. This will have. A, this has a winner at this spring. And it'll pop up and hopefully be at decent odds. Then roll around a Saturday. And uh, Cinderwind finally came through for they us. Did. Third time in a row we've backed it. Came through. Showed some heart. $2.40. Cedar Grand. Really good run. Follow this horse. This is going to be a good horse as well. Really good run first up. Came wide. Again, Mornington track wasn't playing too nicely if you're a get-back sort of horse. So really good run. And then we went to Morphville, Brown Ben, got up at $5.60. Again, there was two horses in that race around the $2, $3 mark, and Brown Ben just came down the outside, shut it in. Crystal Dreamer didn't have much luck and was found lame after the race as well. Uh, Royal Randwick had a bit of a stinker to start with sense of occasion. Again, really poor 
so if it had run up to its week's races um, in the autumn and then in, the, in the, what it did in Brisbane, it should have won that race. But it was again, it was another horse on the drifts, but didn't worry me, but it's no good. Chichakwa got too far back, but finished off really quick. He is prime for the Everest, I think. There's going to be lots of speed early in the Everest race, and I think that's what Chichakwa's been aimed for, his grand final. And another drifter, but it got up, and that was Foundry. Got up at $10.90. You could have got, I think it was sixes and sevens early. Kept drifting, and I, I backed myself and doubled up again, and it got up, absolutely shattered in. So really good week. Toes and stardom again. A lot of the tracks in Melbourne on over the week, so Mooney Valley, Mornington, and, and then Caulfield was leader bias. The, the rails are out, and... Mm. Toes and Stardom was barrier fourteen was pretty stiff. I reckon if it had a drawn better, would have got a better run, and but still finished off really well. And again, there's three horses from the weekend that we just I reckon we can keep following with confidence. So now all good news, and so that's all the good news for the week. And the good news far away is the bad, but what could have been a perfect, it could have been a perfect weekend. It could have been an absolutely perfect weekend, except for two bloody teams who ruined my run. And you didn't kill my vibe, but you ruined my run. So Liverpool. Klopp, you crazy German bastard. I know you want to play your Gergen Press. And I know you want to try and score goals. And as much as you keep denying it on television and in your interviews, uh, we do not just want to make it look good for you, but we want to play it to win. You don't. You clearly don't because you haven't taught your boys how to defend. Just get behind the pill. Just get behind the pill, block it. You're playing Newcastle. Like, they're not even that good. And you still let them draw. You've disappointed me. And I, I really think now, well, Everton didn't prove themselves either, but you might, you're going to be struggling here for that top six, I reckon, at this rate. Because you just, you, you're going to go away to Watford, you're going to go away to these lower, te- these stodgy teams in the Premier League, and you're going to get done, or you're going to draw, and you'll drop points. You're definitely at a Premiership race. There's no way you take down the two Manchester sides now. And you've been there long enough now, their club, that you need to start, you know, changing your things. Ironically, this draw means that. Klopp is now less successful in the same number of games into his career than Benitez was. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So uh, I think the honeymoon for Klopp's going to run out very, just, very shortly. Just short while you're on the EPL. Everton. Yeah. I did say they'll start slowly. Yeah. You know, a lot of new players into the squad playing Europa, but we have been disgusting. Coleman's done. If he doesn't get done very soon. Can't believe we lost to Burnley. I mean, Burnley being on a right, but seriously, like... You were chatting for now. I had you finishing the six. In the top six. I, I thought we'd, now I look silly. Yeah, I thought we'd Thanks, start. Thanks, Coman. Yeah, I thought we'd start slow just for the fact we've got lots of new players. Europa don't have a lot of squad depth to p- cover both games, like two two games a week. But yeah, we really need a striker. And probably, his name's not Rooney. Yeah, yeah, his name's not in the SA either. Um, so we didn't get one in the in first. The, yeah, first transfer in, in period. The, yeah, because for whatever reason, but we need really need to sort that out and. Coman's in a bit of strife, I think, and so is Everton. So. He is. And uh, deepest apologies to anyone who's been following my hugely successful NFL tips. I finally got one wrong, so I deeply, deeply apologise. We're, f- uh, what, four weeks in, and I've given you 12 tips so far, so uh, 11 out of 12 is pretty good odds, but uh, I do apologise. But I shouldn't be apologising, it should be the Colts. The Colts go on toe-to-toe with the Seahawks at... Halftime, Monday night football, and I thought, this is in. This is ecstatic. My weekend is gonna is all being paid for, which it was anyway, but it doesn't matter. I was like, oh, beauty. The hangover was gone. I was at work. I was loving life. And I was like, yeah, no need to watch this because it wasn't a great game. I can tune out. 
And then I tune back in and the Colts just didn't come out after half time. So you're probably bad. And I think I can't trust you anymore. I was looking at you maybe again. I was like, maybe they bounce back. But I think the Colts are done. Get off the Colts. We'll have to find our edge somewhere else. But, uh, yeah, I couldn't even bother getting angry about you now there. I'm just disappointed. I'm upset. And uh, I think that's it. Yeah, it really hurt that. Hurt a couple of multis, so... You're done. You're done, Colts. Yeah, so, uh, piss off. Yeah, sorry. Line three, not okay. going back there. Maybe again. when maybe when luck returns, but... No, nah, even then, I don't think he's going to return, so... He's starting, he's going to do um, training this week. Yeah. So. There you go. We've got the crystal ball back out again this week, and that is because there is a two football-shaped holes in our hearts, so we're going to fill them up uh, with other balls, ironically enough. So first one is, hopefully you tuned in to a, you know, a streaming device whilst you're at your office today, but uh, the playoffs in the MLB are underway, and today we had a crazy, crazy game between the Yankees and the Twins, and now everyone's going to think that the Yankees are all about it and they're going to go to the playoffs because they're the Yankees. Everyone, That's the only baseball team that people really know if you don't live in America. So we're here to tell you that... Well, I'm hopefully here to tell you that the Yankees aren't going to win the World Series. They won't get past the next... They, yeah. they won the wild card game, but they're not getting past Cleveland. No, not at all. So we're, we're here to tell you who's going to win that, who's going to win the National League, and who's going to win the World Series. And just to yeah, make it very clear, not the Yankees. Traditionally, people, the teams that struggle, and they did struggle, they had to roll around in their bullpen a bit. Uh, and I was just lucky they got the uh, the big hitters to back them out, out of the corner. Uh, but they struggled going forward because all the the rest and rotations required to for all your starting pitches get skewed, and it really ruins your, your first up uh, playoff series. So not the Yankees then. Who's your pick for the American League barrel? Well, I'm a bit biased because I obviously followed Boston. Yeah. I, I really find it hard for us to get past Houston as well. I, I think Houston have shown they've got the best hitting in the league. All the stats say so. Yep. Um, their pitching's pretty good as well. Uh, it's just outside the top 10. So Cleveland's pitching's their biggest strong strength. Mm-hmm. And I don't think their hitting is, is probably as good as Houston's. Uh, again, they're, they're, they're a bit further down the, the list in the hitting stats. They're fifth. So I think Cleveland win the American side. Yep. Uh, just for the pure fact that they're a better defensive team, but Houston or them, like they're by far the best teams in it. Um, like Boston are pretty good, and you know Boston and, you, and the Yankees play in probably the toughest division in baseball in the, in, in the American League East, and they both won ninety games. But like Houston and Cleveland have over a hundred. Also, Cleveland have a really good winning record against all. Well, Obviously, Minnesota got knocked out today, but Cleveland have a winning record against the Yankees this year, so I think that'll continue. Houston just smashed Boston pretty much in the latest um, series just before the season finished, and that'll carry them into the into this as well. Look, the only thing I can see is that Boston's pitching needs to step up for us to have a chance being beating the Astros. But yeah, I think it's gonna be a tight series between Houston and Cleveland, and I think whoever wins this from the American side wins the World Series as well. But I'm leaning probably. I'm probably going to lean towards Cleveland. Yeah, so I agree with you there. Uh, anyone who did, is only just tuning in now because the playoffs, you missed out on an absolute streak. Uh, the Indians won 22 games straight, um, which is like Moneyball movie tale type numbers, like absolutely crazy. Um, and it was an absolutely crazy season. And we'll get to the other crazy team in a bit. But 
yeah, it's all about the defense for Cleveland, and it's all they have a super smart manager, a super smart backroom that will that will play weird shifts where they where they alter the field positions. They'll play weird in outfields. They're happy to roll a dice on rotations, like their closer will come out and and close the seventh to lock down a game as opposed to just waiting to the ninth. So, if you want to see some really innovative baseball, the Indians are your team to follow this this playoff this playoffs, and uh, they definitely are my pick for the the AL. But they've got they've got two of the best pitchers in in, in baseball, really, like Kluber and Carrasco. They've got the most wins, eighteen, tied with Vargas and Kershaw as well. So their pitching's a strong. Really strong and the hitting's okay. So, so we'll flip across now to the National League. Uh, I think this is a two-horse race, but uh, who have you got? The Dodgers had a shocking end to the season. They did. Where they just everything and Kershaw was their their you know their ace, and he doesn't have a great. I think we spoke about this earlier in the year. He doesn't have a great um, postseason postseason record. record. Although last year did all right, but he's got a lot of questions to answer. That's the one. Yeah. Um, Chicago, well, you know. Like surely they can't do it, can they? Uh, I don't think we'll go win the World Series, but if you look at it, like we've done enough to get to where we are, and we've been here before, we've answered all those questions. To use your your cliche there, sorry. Um, and I don't, and, and like it's it's a case of the weaker side. So I think definitely the the National League this year is a lot weaker than the American League. Um, so I could I could see the Cubs going to. The World Series? Yeah. Um, it'll be a very disappointing World Series, though, if we do face the Indians. Now, we faced them last year and we got it done, so who knows? Well, I just think... So, Washington Nationals are probably the, the, the team from that side to go through. Yeah. But uh, seriously, the their pitching isn't great, the Rockies, but their hitting is up there. So, the, their hitting is just behind the Astros. Yeah. So, I know de- defense generally does, you know, win baseball, but they're, they're a chance to, sneaky chance to get to the fi- the uh, National World Series, like the, the final. Yeah. I reckon Washington beat the Cubs. Uh, again, Colorado beat Dodgers, and then I think Washington probably, just because they're all-round talent and they're, they've got better pitching, better hitting than, you know, the Rockies, they, they go into the World Series. So, it'll be Cleveland, Washington, and I think Cleveland win. There you go. Very interesting there. Don't agree with that at all. And I reckon that shows a little bit of your uh, your American League bias, being a Boston Sox fan. But um, I, I'm I'm going in on the the Dodgers. Yes, Kershaw. Kershaw might have like a questionable postseason, but it's questionable, and it's only questionable in comparison to his actual his elite performance. And that's the last thing he has to check off, and he can do that. And yes, the the Dodgers. So the Dodgers did two things this year. First three quarters of the season, they were on track to be the greatest season of all time. Like, smashing it in, crazy win streaks, crazy amount of wins per X number of games. And then they just... They had a, they had an infathomable losing streak, like 16-1. and one, and But, like, not just, like, losing 16-1 and one out of 17 games. It was just, like, getting absolutely pants and looking embarrassing. And, like, like they, it was like Space Jam, where, like, the aliens come and steal the so, players' yeah, powers and they can't even pick up a ball anymore. Um, they're over that now, though, and they've actually had a pretty, pretty good, like... Half a week, week and a week and a half, leading into the playoffs. So I'm backing them to get all the way to the World Series, and then I think it's a coin toss. The odds say the same as well. So Dodgers are the, currently the favourites, and that's purely I think the Kershaw factor because he is he's Dewey's movie moment in the in the World Series. So yeah. uh, they're at four dollars to win it all, and the Indians are four dollars fifty. Uh, 
My pick there, the Indians at $4.50. If you're a betting man, which you are, that's why this is Something else is saying this week, Friday night, the A-League. Would you know about it? You wouldn't, because no one's heard about it. And Nothing it, at all. It's, Zero. It's starting over an international break. break. Yes. And so soccer is playing tomorrow night, Thursday night. Tuesday as well. And Tuesday. Yeah. So a lot of players are missing from, or well, not a lot, but a few players are well, missing. Well, actually very few players. Well, I did. I, did I think Melbourne Victory are missing the most. Missing two. Trucy. No, no, because and and, Mel- and uh, Mark Milligan. Yeah, but it. they're also missing. Uh, Co- I think Costa Barbarousis is playing. Oh, from New Zealand. He's yeah. playing in a friendly against Japan. Yeah, so. my apologies. I did. Apologies, Costa. Yeah. So I think that yeah, there's a there's a fair bit to go on there. Um, so what so- we'll do, I reckon, is I'll just do a quick little like w- like thirty second re- like recap on each of the teams. Yep. And you just give me your gut feel, and, right. I'll, and I'll I'll give you an informed decision if you're too far off. All right. Nice. So Adelaide United. Last year, they finished ninth. Uh, any players of merit that you reckon you should know about? None. Zero. Like, don't know any of their good players. They're old. They're old? Oh, no, and, so that's why I'm looking And we don't really know who they are. Brisbane, so. Like, Isaiah, Mark Moore, Gullam, Adlon, Dewawa. Like, I, no one knows who they are. Like, they've just played in, like, weirdo Dutch leagues. Um, their coach has left, too. Uh, Guilherme Amore. Uh, he's done. He's gone. They're in a transition period. They've got a new coach that no one's ever heard of. Uh, and, you know, like, people think they're going to finish around about sixth. I say that's probably fairly decent given their FFA Cup form. Uh, what do you think, Baz? Yeah, I, I, I don't have them anywhere near my top two or three, so... Yeah. So they'll scrape into the weird funnel system where if you don't finish in the top two, you don't usually make the grand final anyway. So, yeah. yeah. Bad luck, Adelaide United, but, you know, good on you. Brisbane Raw. They were the semi-finalists last year. They finished third. They got some good ins. Macaroo. Macaroo. Like he's old, but apparently he's absolutely amazing. Yeah. And everyone who plays at the Raw is just shitting themselves with excitement. Like well, literally, uh, Fahid Ben Khalifa was just kind of like, "How do we get this guy? Like, why did he say yes? Like, he's because he's, he's thirty-eight, mate. But they're like, he's too good. Yeah, like, but how's he gonna go on an Australian summer? He might be fit as we don't know. Yeah, but yeah, it takes you. He's come from. I think he came from Italy. Yeah. So it's going to take you They have some of there too. Yeah, it's going to take him a while to acclimatize. He's living in Brisbane now though. He's living, he's about to the Goldie, he would have acclimatized. It's, it's, and like, you know, these guys get paid almost as much as AFL players do. The tech's there. Like, that's a proper, proper league now. It's no. So I've just seen the ages of some of the, some of the like, starters. So you got, The Raw are old. Oh. They're very, it's, it's the retirement league. Like. It's 30, like, so you Macaroon's 38, uh, Carfalo's 34, McKay's 34, Jade North. How does he still, Seriously, I don't know how he's still got an A-League contract. He's 35. Because uh, the coach is Alawissi, mate. Yeah. The Mats. Uh, Holman's 33. Christensen's 34. Uh, Papadopoulos is 32. And Michael Thurr is 36. And they're all first-team regulars. Yeah. So, uh, Can they get through a whole season without having to go to retirement village? Or? <laughs> Probably not. Even worse, though, uh, their two big outs for the season are Thomas Broche and Jamie McLaren, who are walk-up Socceroos. And... Uh, that's that's you know you don't cover that talent with the retirement village. Yeah. So uh, I don't think I think they're going to they're going to be the bottom feeders this year. I'm finishing eighth. Yeah, I, I, I Brisbane just going see you mate. Yeah. See, see you mate. Speaking of the see you mates, the see you mates Central Coast Mariners. You can have that as a sponsorship if you want. Again, their big five. Never heard of them. Like Brahma, Barrow, De Silva, Azdrabula, and Hull. 
Andrew Hall used to play for the Jets, the Newcastle Jets, and now he's one of the big five on the Mariners. Like, you're stuffed if that's the case. I reckon Mariners are the, are the Smokies. Yeah, you're cooked. No, I reckon they can make finals. I reckon they'll finish, you know, like fifth, six or, fifth or six, yeah, just sneak yeah. in. I think they're better. They're going to be all right. Like, Ocon's a good coach, I think. He gets he gets improvement out of him, and I think they're going to be all right. Yep, fair enough. And they did go, you know, they went and poached some players out of the Dutch league, so fair enough. I'm finishing ninth, um, but, uh, you know, each to their own. Then our boys. Last year we finished fourth. Lip Nation finalists. It, it is what it was. But uh, this year, we've got a couple... Of, well, we don't really have that many ins. Uh, we've got Ross McCormack in as a striker because the big fish... Bruno Funarelli. Yes. That's so El, El Tuna. So we're talking about Melbourne City. So both Gordon and I are Melbourne City fans. Original Melbourne Heart. Yeah. Uh, so, and I'll get to why I was a Melbourne Heart supporter when we get to the other Melbourne team very shortly. Oh, dear. But... Yeah, have you heard the stories about McCormack though? Uh, yeah, bits and pieces, but so, tell us the pod. So he does love to uh, miss training occasionally. Yeah. And one of his excuses once was that his, his gate was a mechanical, uh, sorry, like a electric, electric gate. gate. Yeah, got, was locked and he couldn't open it. So it, Loose. Yeah. It's a loose unit. I have a feeling he might be one of Warren Joyce's sort of Friends. mates. Yeah. And yeah. This is what worries me when you get a uh, this sort of coaching... I worry about he's a lad. He's he's in there with the rest of like he's an Allardyce type character. Yeah, he's, yeah. I get worried. He's going to bring in players that you know probably don't suit us just because he's mates. Like there was you know there was rumours of um, the guy from Manchester United, uh, Wes Brown coming over oh, as well. And I was wow. thinking no, and because Warren Joyce had coached him mm. or as a junior at Manchester United, I was like, see this if this happens and we're 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 cooked. Yeah, and so speaking of being cooked without. Fornaroli, we look pretty cooked. Yeah. Um, I'm really surprised that Cahill still gets a gig at the Socceroos. No disrespect to one of the greatest Socceroos of all time, but he's he has to get fed the ball a lot more than he than he used to yeah. to, to be effective. I think that's why he starts off more now and yeah. comes on as like an impact player late. I don't like it when he starts, but I, I can see him playing a role in the last 20 minutes if we're definitely, chasing a goal. Definitely. Um, but I don't see how he... I don't see any routes to go really without Fornaroli, and he's going to be out for like the first half of the season. Yeah. Um, None of their ends are really anything to go by. But uh, but I reckon we we scrape funnels this year again. I think, yeah, we think we just make it. Just yeah. for the pure fact that the city group will want us to. Yeah. I, I think. Well, there'll, there'll, there'll be some cash come around the second half of the the second uh, bout of transfer windows if yep. we really need it. So yeah. that's the uh, that's the benefit there. And then on to the arch enemies. Uh, Melbourne victory last year they finished second thank god uh, they were the grand finalists I'll win it this year I don't think so but we'll, get, really to, we'll get to that but this is they've essentially gone it's a weird thing so you know history is the only way of predicting the future if you like stats they've taken that to the nth degree and gone when was the last time we won the, when they won the A-League grand final two years ago so what we'll do we'll go get the same team that's just what they've gone and done. Yeah, it's well, gone and got all those players back and said, you know what, let's go win a grand final. Yeah, but they're good. Like, Milligan's a good player. Will be a good A League player. Trish is obviously a good A League player. They Re- got, yeah. Reese Williams can play a bit. You know, obviously injured, hampered career. Could have been anything. We know what Barbarossa brings, and I don't know what Sanchez and, and Leroy George or Thomas Dang really. They're going to be around the fringes, but that their big five is pretty big. Yeah. Um, Barish is a proven A-League. He loves the physicality of it. He's, he's a mad dog that loves to score goals. These guys finish first or second in the in the league for the premiership, 
and they'll probably play in the grand final again. I just don't think in a one-off game they're better than the Sydney FC. Yeah, well, they're the ones that probably I would probably stick to for winning it, and they're probably the favourites again to go back to back. Now, the reason why I don't like victory, just so yeah. you know, because I will hate on victory every chance I get, more so than probably Richmond. Here we go. I don't like Kevin Musket. No, fair enough. I used to watch him play at Wolves. He's a dirty bastard, and when he when they started the A League and he was one of the first players they signed with Archie Thompson, I said I can't have this, and I didn't follow any A League team. Just did not follow any A team. Kept an eye on it. But did not follow out until the Melbourne Heart started. And then I went, right, I've got a Melbourne team I can start. And because Melbourne Heart, when they started, they went a lot of the youth sort of way. They signed yeah. a lot of youth players from AIS and stuff. I like, I can follow this. Yeah. They've given me donuts since, but, you know, I can follow no, it. No, we won the FFA Cup. No, we won the FFA Cup. We haven't won it yet, though. No, well, yeah. Yeah, we haven't won the league. Yeah, that's yeah. all. The yeah. league's, the, yeah. the league's yeah. what I want, mate. Not, yeah. not some, you know. <laughs> some pre-se- glorified pre-season tournament yeah. against... Yeah. Yeah. A half um, semi-professional teams, but anyway, um, yeah, uh, it's quite surprising though because when you think about it, Musket as a as a manager is quite clever, and like Victory play legitimate European football, like they actually play a good quality brand of football. Yeah, they're like he's a disgusting footballer himself, but I don't, I, I don't understand how someone who possesses that kind of football mind and clearly like quite intelligent when it comes to football smarts needed to be such a notorious hack. Yeah, I don't know, maybe, you know, learning under Ange, maybe that's how he wanted to coach. He saw how Ange went about it and took his sort of game style, because he did... Yeah, you know, yeah, he did the apprenticeship under Ange, so... Yeah, I find it quite surprising that Muska, that kind of dual personality You didn't him. learn anything off Andy Merrick, surely? Nope, and that's a good little segue there. So, the Newcastle Jets, they finished 10th last year, and they've gone out and gone, right, we're in the Deldrums, we're, we're arguably a worse football club than, like some of the top NPL sides. I'd rather see South Melbourne in there than, than the Jets. I'd rather see probably Heidelberg as well. But uh, I go, oh, okay, we probably need to change our manager. Get something really good. Who had to go out and get? Merrick. Yeah, it's a joke. You are cooked again, Jets. Really, really sorry. The all finished bottom. Uh, who, who are you going at? Like you got your, your big five, O'Donovan, Javeski, Petorus, Bugard, Vargas. Yeah... Yeah, you good fight. Your big fight might be all right. No, they're finishing. Both. But uh, but the rest of your team's cooked, and your manager's no good, and you're gonna finish. I'll go finishing seventh. Cause I reckon you might pinch a few games early. Just that my little like, oh, the Jets gonna come in this year, and then you're gonna peter out. See, we watched we watched the FFA Cup the other week with Blacktown. Yep. There's a couple of blokes at Blacktown that should be playing Newcastle. Definitely. But they had some real class about them, and they're probably better than half their list. But anyway, now we go to that crazy friggin. It's the Englishman, I think he is, Kenny Lowe. I was assuming <laughs> yep. we're going to Perth. Yeah, we are going to Perth. Kenny Lowe is a nuts job. Uh, but a good a good manager, and they're a good team. Uh, they're a good team solely because of one bloke, I reckon, Diego Castro. Really have to struggle hard not to say Diego Costa because that's just the first name comes to my head. But they do not have Diego Costa. He He's playing in Europe still. Uh, Diego Castro is not quite as good, but he's pretty close. Yeah. He's an absolute jet, and he he wins them games. Like just him being out in the park, he is absolute class. So um, they'll be there come finals time. Uh, the travel really hurts them, and that's fair enough because it's the equivalent. The equivalent travel in European leagues would be Champions League travel. Well, this is what I was, I was talking about with Macaroon. Like, he, yeah, he's got to travel four or five hours just to go play a game. He wouldn't have had that in Italy. No, because you know we're a vast country. Yeah. So uh, that's, all, that's what worries me when you're an older team. Yeah. You're traveling a lot. 
the heat, everything harder pitches, yeah. everything starts to take its toll. You know, a more yeah, more physical league, yeah, yeah definitely. So I've got Glory finishing uh, round about fourth, um, and they'll play some really fun football. So to fill that football shaped hole in your in your heart on a Friday night, if Glory are playing, whack it on there on the weekends and have a bit of a look. Yeah, see, I've got them probably. As, yeah, I think victory them and, and Sydney are the top three. So yeah. they definitely. And they're probably the more value out of because uh, everyone will be on yeah. victory in city. They're probably the more value. So definitely, there's no value in this team at all. But they are pretty much guaranteed to go back to back to back to back. So last year they were both finished first in the premiership and they won the grand final. Uh, their coach is an absolute gun, and they've just got class galore. So Bobo, uh, Nikovic, Luke Wilshere. I'm going to just say Adrian because I've got no idea how to say his last name, but I watched his FA, FFA Cup debut and he was class above, like proper good footballer and, of course, the captain, Alex Brosk. Um, they could go undefeated. Like, that's how good they are. Like, they, they really are a very good football team regardless. Even if it wasn't the A-League, it could be the... You know, they'd, look, they'd look good in the J-League and the K-League. They won't even do the triple. They just could. They could go along. They've got so much depth, and that's they, they. They've really got a good arrogance about them in the sense of we need to go out and prove that Australian football is good. Like the yep. soccer is approving that by you know hopefully qualifying for the World Cup. They want to go into the AFC Champions League and say you know what? No, the A League is a proper league here. Thanks to the trophy boys. So I'm looking for them to do the triple crown. If you want some value on Sydney FC, that's the way to do it. I reckon. So just on that, Australia qualifying for the World Cup. Yeah. Do I find out today that Holland? Won't be pretty much won't be qualifying for the World Cup. Yeah, and Chile. Yeah. So, like, if you're a football fan and you look into it a bit more, Australia missing out when you put it into context of like Holland missing out. Mm. It's yes, it's bad, but it's not not the end of the world. No, like, yeah, because it, it's how hard it is to qualify yeah. for a team. Thirty-two like Holland, teams and where every team in the world plays football. Yeah, yeah, it's it's out of control. But anyway, keep going. And then the last team, and we'll finish on a sour note: Wellington Phoenix. This will second most... last team, mate. Oh, sorry, second last. Oh, sorry, the Wanderers. Do not, do not come after. Oh, me. If you're going to forget a team, probably want to forget Wellington, not yeah, Western City. Sorry, Wellington are just. What's the point? Exactly. Um, this will be the last team in the last, year, last in the year. Uh, thing. Yeah. The eight leagues had enough of them, and they want to expand. And obviously, you know, the New Zealand TV dollar isn't good enough, and that's proven by the people they can pick up. Um, yeah, they've they've got a, like a no name coach. No name squad. They're going to finish last. Yeah, well, he, really, the, really the coach last coach in Saudi Arabia, but he has you know he's been coach of P- PSV's uh, reserve team. Rota JC he worked there as well. So you know he's obviously yeah, but he wasn't he, he wasn't manager there. It was like, no, no, he was he's, on, he's, he's on, worked he's on, at those yeah, clubs. Yeah. So you know, he's a bit like you know your Popovich. You know he used to work at Crystal Palace, Western City Warriors, yeah. and now gone to Turkey. So yeah, and uh, another good segue there, mate. Western Sydney Wanderers now. The Western Sydney Wanderers always let me down because I love a team who any any team that beats Sydney FC is a great team in my eyes. The Wanderers do that. The Wanderers are a truly passionate club. Um, yeah, I, I love everything about the Wanderers. Love their game style, but then they go do dumb stuff. So they they have players that just love to get red carded. That was their issue last year, and this year their manager just went, you know what? Oh, I know it. The the league starts in four days, but I'm going to get you another job. Yeah. See you guys. I'm off to Turkey. He's gone to a club that's in relegation trouble as yeah. well. Yeah. It's like I reckon you, yeah, you know, you guys are good enough to almost win the league. They'd be in my top three, so top four with Perth Glory. 
But no, no, I don't want to win the league. I want to go to Turkey, which isn't like a great league. It's all right. It's yeah. better than the A-League, well, but in not Europe. by much. It's in Europe. That's it's in why. Europe, but that's that's the only difference, but, really. But Turkey, you last a week there. That's how, yeah. that's how like... Fickle it is, yeah. yeah. They just... Players and that, it's, it's a weird league. Unless yeah. you're the top two the, uh, or three teams. The, the omen of a farewell was when Graham Arnold... Uh, Sydney FC's coach was asked a question about it in a press conference. He always said, "Was uh, I sent Popper a text message and said, just make sure you don't buy a house.'" Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Because he went overseas as well and didn't last very long. Didn't last very long, but, yeah. and he's a much better manager than yeah. Popper. As well, well, he's probably so. going to be the next soccer. Or he'll probably get another crack at the Socceroos, I reckon. I Ryan think Martin. so. Yeah. yeah. Well, because uh, Big Ange wants to go yes. and try his wares in Europe, yeah. and fair enough too. Yeah. He's so done. After, he's done after the hard World yards. Cup, Ange's. He's done. He's probably going to leave if we make the World Cup. That is, yeah. Andrew probably leave, and I reckon Graham Arnold would probably be the one that replaces him. So, who's your pick to win the A League, which starts on Friday? Barrel. I just quickly I, that Riera. We watched the, the yeah. FA Cup. He's, I reckon he could be the top goal scorer. Oh, so Riera. I don't know what his odds are, but he he seemed he's a pretty big sort of player, big centre forward. Had a bit of skill, could use his head well, and the way Western Sydney Wanderers were playing, were they like getting the ball out wide and crossing into him? I think he could score a lot of goals. So I think he could be a bit of an A-League uh, with no Bruno, Bruno yeah. Rally. Uh, Barisha getting a year older. I think he could be the one that uh, wins the golden boot. Uh, yeah, Sydney. And then it's just like a, a mixture of uh, victory, Western Sydney, Perth. And just for the sake that I follow them, hopefully City. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think the way to get your value in this one is to go Sydney for the triple. So if there's any markets on... Sydney to go Premiership, Championship and AFC, that's definitely the way to do it. For our favourite part of the podcast, our feature bets for the weekend. Barrel, what have you found, mate? I've heard I've heard little whispers that you're finding this weekend a bit more difficult. Than other weekends, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty tough week uh, for racing. Just there's a, it's all the two year olds start coming out now as well. Um, you know, Marabin on plate and stuff like that. So there's a few races for them. So it makes it a bit harder. Sydney horses start coming down and uh, going by times and stuff like that. And especially if you watch the races last Sunday, the Sydney horses probably have the Melbourne horses covered at the moment. So it's a bit harder to, to do form. So, but I've still found a couple. But I'm just going to stick to the sport for the moment. So. Yep. Now, hear me out here. Okay. The City Kings are playing Adelaide 36ers on Saturday night. Hang on, what sport's that, mate? This is the NBL. What's that? Uh, National Basketball League, the Australian Basketball League. That's right. It's, it's, a, it's, a pretty, it's actually a pretty good league. It's getting better. So give that a follow, too. There's lots of sport. Like, just a little aside here. If you're missing out and you think AFL's done, NRL's done, oh, my God, I'm going to follow. You've got the cricket. You've got the A-League. You've got the NBL. There's plenty of sports out there. And go out and watch them in person. Buy a membership to the to the Melbourne United Basketball Club. Sam at the zoo. That's where they play. So, uh, anyway, Kings. Kings. No, not... Yes, yeah, Sydney Kings are playing Adelaide 36ers on Saturday night. Now, Adelaide play tomorrow night, Thursday night, yeah, against Melbourne United. You know, they're, they're outsiders this year, Adelaide. But they're $2.25 against Sydney Kings. Yeah. Now, Sydney have just played a game against Utah Jazz and had a bit of a training camp. Yeah. A week before the season started. Yep. So, I don't think they're going to be really that fresh flying back from America. You know, they've had not a lot of. Well, they've might have had a good training camp, had a game yeah. against Utah, Utah Jazz. I don't expect them to be at 
hundred percent. So bit of I, jet lag, but yeah. yeah. So you know, LA thirty sixes are a good, good probably little little chance. And the the handicap probably doesn't really play in your, into your hands. It's pretty piss poor, really. Using the old horse racing hand, a bit of form, a bit of bit of fatigue, a bit of yeah. Adelaide, rest have, Adelaide have been home. They don't have to worry about travelling as much. Yeah, I like this. Right, right, same angle, good angle. But, but while I'm on that, I just think Sydney Kings win the NBL. Okay. So get on now. They're five dollars. Their third favourite. Melbourne United a favourite. Perth a second favourite. But I reckon Sydney Kings. Gazy has got, assembled a nice little team. Yeah. They played pretty well against Utah. Uh, Utah. Um, I'll get it right eventually. Pronouncing that, that word. Um, they only lost by I think they lost by twenty three points. But they started off really slowly, and they you know they built into it. Built yeah. into it, and I think they're in for a good year and a bit of pressure on Gazy to do something. And I think this could be the year. So at five dollars, a bit of a long range bet because you know it's still a long, long way to go in that season. But I think uh, somewhere to start is Adelaide thirty sixes this weekend. Yep. And then into Sydney Kings. The there you go. So I'm going with an opening game as well. It's the grand final replay in the A League, and uh, for some very strange reason, Sydney are paying two dollars forty to beat Victory. Now, why is that strange? Well, Victory are the only club to be losing more than one player to the international break. They'll lose Truisi and Milligan. And Kostabab Rusis. Lose three of their main 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 three players, really, uh, against the reigning premiers. And Sydney's form is absolutely outstanding. Yes, FFA Cup form is a bit skew-if, but when you're three games, 13 goals for and zero against... I don't really care who you played. Like, that's some proper good form. Um, so Sydney at 240 is way too way too far out faded. Get on it early. Obviously, it's the win, draw, win bet. So that obviously gives you better odds. Um, but they are, And they are playing away, so they're playing at Etihad. Um, but I think Sydney gets it done, and they start their undefeated season on Saturday night. Well, I think I've found one or two uh, this weekend in the horses. I'll, I'll, again, I'll post them on Friday. Uh, my tips. We'll, get, we'll get training again on Twitter. Yeah, training. Like after last week, I think you want to follow me again this week. Well, it's an early head wobble, so I'll probably not back anything. But um, race seven at Flemington in the Bart Cummings. Look, uh, Almanden's the, the favourite two dollar pop, and should be after the way it won one in the JRA Cup with sixty two kilos and just shattered in untouched. Carries a bit of weight again here. Uh, Damien Oliver. How much I was carrying 62 before? Uh, it's still carrying 60, so different. So it's, yeah. it's dropped back a bit. But the horse I want to be on, it's stable mate, Crocodile Rock. So Team Williams, or uh, Robert Hitmont, Williams are the owners, Lloyd Williams. Uh, Hitmont has been, they've been bringing this horse through the grades. It's been carrying a lot of weight. It ran second to Elmenden, last start in the JRA Cup. About, finished about three leagues behind. Carrying the same amount of weight. Yeah, this is their. I reckon this is one of their cup horses. So they've been trying to get it through the grades to, so it can have the right rating to make the cup. It will get a real light weight in the cup as well. And if it wins this, it gets exempt. I'm pretty off memory. I'm pretty sure it gets exempt. So I think this is this horse was probably going to be set for this race around ten, eleven dollars. It's great each way value. It obviously ran second last start to the two dollar pop. So even if you back it more to place and a bit to win. I reckon it's going to be a really good, um, really good bet. So it was three dollars sixty last start. It's pretty much taken on the same field, and it's blown out to ten dollars. I don't reckon those odds will, will stand up. Uh, I reckon it'll, it'll shorten by Saturday, just because other punters like myself will probably see that. 
and my old mate uh, Vengua Musk is in that race as well so just it's about 60s as well I just put a place bet on because it's in a run of drum somewhere on the lines <laughs> good to hear and so obviously I can't do my all balls multi again this week because the international break there's no value in that there's no value in internationals and that's probably fair enough at this stage obviously no European football um, no AFL no NRL so it's going to be just my pigskin multi for this week and this one's entitled the way days multi and it's because I'm backing all the away teams so I'm going for the Jets to win versus the Browns Packers to win against the Cowboys and the Chiefs Ooh. to cover against the Texans Ooh. that will pay $7.39 have you seen the Texans play? I have seen the Texans and play. The, and the Chiefs are away to Texans. They are away to Texans. Oh. But I think the Chiefs are the real deal. They just beat Washington. They did just beat Washington. What? They got, yeah. Oh, I, I, some management there. Some management. Oh. Anyway, so... How good's Hunt, by the way? easy ones. Easy ones first. Jets v. Browns. If you're a handicapper... Oh, you've been watching most of the games this year. You're an yeah. avid fantasy player. Yeah. You're a handicapper. Jets, 2-2. Two two. Yep. Browns stink. Browns zero and four. Yep. Jets at Browns. What's the handicap? Six seven. Evens this week. What? The Jets are evens to the Browns. Wow, that's that's good. I'm on that. So load up. Even on a single, that's money for jam. You get your dollar ninety whatever. The Jets they don't stink. Everyone thought they're going to stink, and they don't. They just simply don't stink. They're currently sitting above the Patriots in their in their conference. So, um, oh, Patriots defense is disgusting. Yeah, but but Brady's still wailing out oh, yeah, thirty plus scoring, points. But yeah, no, yeah, is, 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 is shocking. So, um, yeah, so the Jets don't stink. They are going to beat the Browns because the Browns do stink. That's not very technical, but this game doesn't need technical analysis. You just need to know that one team is actually a decent team that plays some football under a, under a head coach that actually can come up with some proper schemes, and one team is called the Cleveland Browns, and they suck. So uh, that's easy done. A team that doesn't suck is the Green Bay Packers. Oh, yeah, they are smoking it. Well, they got some injury worries. Ty Montgomery is going to probably play under some duress. He has. And according to some journals, uh, broken ribs, and other journals, bruised ribs, and other ones, he's totally fine. So no one knows what's going on there, but that will be an out. But regardless of all of that, coming into the season, we were very concerned about our O-line. Our O-line is cooking, and our O-line is allowing Aaron Rodgers to do Aaron Rodgers' thing. And if you allow the Packers to play play play-action football or allow him to sit in the pocket, he's going to wail it out air it out, and score bog points. And that's what he's done. At this stage, he is now... He's gone more seasons in his career throwing 30-plus touchdowns, 10 or fewer intercepts than Brady. I actually think that Rodgers is now getting up there into, like, the the Rushmore of quarterbacks. Well, I, I watched the game on Friday. It was one of your bets. That it was the, one of my bets against the Browns, up. to cover the Browns again. They, they're very underrated this year, and I don't know why. Yeah, well, the... the the line in that game was seven points, and you could have got $2.10, I think it was. And all, I smashed it. A few of the footy boys hammered it. And it was covered within the first five minutes, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, went nuts. And then just it was all about just restricting the rounds. Round, sorry. Yeah. And then they kept scoring, and the, even though there was a break as well for Lightning. This yeah, Green nothing, Bay, nothing could stop us. I, nothing could stop us. If you listen to our NFL product at the start of the season, uh, there's another one coming next week. 
we did say Green Bay, if, if their defense could hold up, that they're going to be one of the teams, along with the Texans and Pittsburgh. And we actually, I actually wrote off the Patriots. Sully didn't. But yeah. I wrote you off had to the be, you had to, well, you had to be an out there unit to yeah. go. Yeah. And you were right. So well done, you. Uh, a couple of interesting facts. We're looking for some angles as well. Uh, if you can find a market that has like first team to score or like certain points before a certain time. Uh, the Packers and the Patriots are the only two teams this year with three touchdowns in opening drives this season. So if there was a market there for opening drives, like score on the first possession, whatever, hit up the hit up the uh, the Packers on that. And the Packers are the number one team in red zone efficiency. So if we keep getting them first downs, we're gonna score eleven touchdowns off fourteen drives at almost eighty percent red zone efficiency. Absolutely ridiculous. Now my contentious contentious bet of the week so just take those two of the double do some weird multi in there get some kind of like prop bets to pop it up you'll make money for jam but if you wanted that full eight dollars worth of value i'm saying chiefs at texans to cover minus one now when the chiefs beat the patriots in week one everyone was like Bleh. whatever chiefs you're right, but you know it's the Patriots. I was just happy Hunt scored. They've like got, 40 they've points. got, yeah, they've got, they've got a bit of a hangover from the Super Bowl. Belichick only takes this as the preseason anyway. Blah 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 blah. But they've gone on and they've won pretty convincingly and convincingly in different fashions. So yes, like it was a close game against Washington last week, but it was convincing the way that they, the way they managed that. That was a challenge, and a team that's this new to being at this kind of peak point of the echelon. They're a millimeter away from losing it. But that's that's NFL football. Uh, Darden, I think it was. That's NFL football. He, can, he, he pretty much had it. And he didn't have it. He had it all the way down, and as he he got smacked in the face, and then as he landed the ball. The Patriots won three Super Bowls by millimeters, mate. Yeah, but yeah. It's just... That's the way that football runs. But the point is, is, okay, so this is... And okay, so I've said okay a lot because I'm trying to compose myself to try and get this across to convince you to go Chiefs versus Texans. Texans have an amazing defense. We all agree on that. Yep, they are. They are probably the best defensive team. They also put up fifty points last week. Yeah, not not too concerned about that. I'm more concerned about their defense. I think they win this game on defense. The Chiefs now have too many weapons for even a good defense to contain, and I don't see this. I don't see. I don't see the Houston backing up a shootout game two weeks in a row. So the fact that K Hunt has exploded onto this onto this scene this year. Yeah, Kelsey was pretty good on yesterday. Um, um Ty, was his name Ty? Ty Mills or something like that. I can't remember his name, sorry, but yeah, he's pretty good yesterday as well. That means that now you can you can play the run early, confuse a defense, and then you can roll a play action later in the game. And that just gives you too many things for defensive coordinators to think about to try and organize their defense. So coming into this game, yes, they're away. Yes, they're playing the Texans, but I think the Chiefs have enough. And the cover is just win by two points or more. I think it's money for jam. I'm going hard on the Chiefs. They're the real deal. The AA, the um, AP Pro 32 poll came in. They're the unanimous best team in the NFL at the moment, according to every every person that follows NFL in America. Um, Rice back for a living. So that's where I'm going this week in my away days. Pigskin multi, Jets win, Packers cover two points, uh, Cowboys, Chiefs cover one point to the Texans. Eight dollars done. Well, I'm going to give you my excuses bet here. My excuses bet. Yeah. So these two horses had excuses last start, 
and I'm, I'm backing them up now one of them is a pretty short favourite Spieth yep. but I think if he's okay, if it's okay then you know he'll win this race so there's a few other horses in it and again follow my Twitter because I'm going to give you the trifecta in the first four and I'll, I'm going to jag this this week that's how I'm pretty confident this week that's very confident you went from like I've only got a couple to I'm going to jag trifectas and quaddies so uh, th- nah, this, this, this race is I think it's on form and, and everything it should be it should be easy yeah but I've said that before and yeah like, you like had horses, horses boxed out and run fifth so. yeah it looked like a tool so um Ran second to Redzel and had issues, so it had a um, respiratory distress. It would have had to have had a trial and everything like that, and get a ticket for it, obviously to run again. It's starting favourite here, has good good form down uh, Flemington Straight. It it just wins this, I think. The quarterback is a, again is a danger. There's other horse in there, um, uh, Bonds Away Malibu style and Science Edition. They're probably my my tips for the trifecta first four, but. Spieth, get on $2. It's about $2.20, $2.30. You probably get better on Saturday because people will start coming for the quarterback, uh, Keener Ray. And I think Malibu style is a great value as well in this race. So maybe a place bet there. But I th- again, I think people, smart punters will start coming for Malibu style. And then you go to race eight. Now, this horse, now, if you followed horse racing, you've, you've heard of Egg Tart. And Egg Tart is a, is a very, very good horse. Won a lot of... Uh, races over the autumn and, and the, in the Doom and Carnival and in Adelaide as well this thing ran second to it or third to it a lot and just always around it just couldn't get the job done first up had a bit of a problem uh, in a sprint race which wasn't really suited uh, it was shown to be lame in both four legs again you can't race again and everything until you got a vet certificate it's got these covered on class it is a bit short I'd rather see it out you know 2000 metres but over 1400 does have a good record at the at, at that distance it's won a race it's two from two second up as well uh, it's trained by the great DK Weir and one of my one of my other favourite jockeys jump jockey as well Alan, uh, Johnny Allen's on it J.M. Allen um, and it's at $61 so there's a few horses in this race from Sydney who who would come down and probably win this and Miss Rock Alakazoo Merriest um, uh, one of my favourite horses as well petitions in this race but I think at $61, it's definitely worth a cheeky little $2.50 each way if, you've, if you're that way inclined. So they're, they're my two excuses sort of bet. They had excuses last start. Uh, you know, second up, maybe maybe improving. So There we go. And lots of value, as will always come to expect from yourself. So uh, there we go on a, on a glorious recap weekend for the uh, Winter Codes. That's all we've got time for on What Are The Odds? Uh, if you've listened this far, you're obviously A, going to make a lot of money on the weekend, but B, huge fan of the pod. If you are, jump on iTunes, uh, smash that like button and write us a cheeky little review about how much money you've won off us and how much you love our bands, uh, or not. Either way, don't really mind. But yeah, get those re- get those reviews rolling in. Just makes us a bit easier to find on the iTunes store nowadays with some changes to the algorithms. So... Go City, I suppose nowadays is going to be our calling card. Go City. Friday night against the Raw. Go Boston and uh, follow our, we're about to start a cricket podcast, get amongst it. We will, it's called Nuffies and Nude Balls and we're about to record it right now.